Hey everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly DMC Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Evers, and I thought this week we'd start off the journey by doing something a little bit different. We're calling this week's episode, Meet Your Co-Host, yes. Miss Jade Thomas, Hi. my beautiful girlfriend How and uh, future wife. Oh man, that's <laughs> Yeah, I'm putting it out there from day one. <laughs> uh, she's right. going to be really happy about that later, but you know, that's yeah, okay. Don't let them know. So what we're going to try and do this week is just kind of teach you guys a little bit more about my wonderful co-host and um, maybe next week we'll flip it. And you can find out a little bit more about me. But let's just see how we get on. Sounds good. So a little bit of a kind of footnote on this is that it's our first time ever recording something like this. So there might be a little bit of a fumble throughout. There might be some mistakes made. There might be some awkward moments, some silences. For sure awkward moments. Be ready. (laughs) So (laughs) let's just roll with it, see how we get on. And I'm happy for you to start this journey with us. So Jade. Yes, hi. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I feel like I'm in an AA meeting. This is very weird. Um, hi, I'm Jade. I'm 22 years old. I come from Michigan, then I moved to New York City, and now I'm living in Dublin, Ireland with the love of my life. And I'm an actor and performer and a singer. I do all the things. And, yeah, I don't know. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Look, Emma, (laughs) let's just take it a step back for a sec. So, you're an actress and a singer. Yeah. You're a natural-born performer, if I do say so myself. Thanks. Um, You were born in Michigan? No. No? Actually, no. I was actually born in Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Cool. Um, so I was born on an army base in Virginia. Um, both of my parents were in the army and that's where they met. Um, she got knocked up and then (laughs) I popped out. (laughs) And then you guys moved to Michigan, moving swiftly along. (laughs) You guys moved to Michigan. um, Oh yeah. We moved to Michigan like, uh, when I was like two or three. Okay. Um, but this was separate of my actual father. This is a new dad, stepdad now. Okay, well, I mean, I guess we can tell, we can keep a Family Ties uh, episode for <laughs> something kind of further down Cut the line. this shit out! <laughs> <laughs> no! So, let's start from the day that you've moved to New York City. So that happened, okay. what? When did that happen? Tell me a bit more about that. I was 18, just turning 19. Um, I moved there for college. Uh, I went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Um, it's like a performance arts, obviously, college. Uh, yeah, I've always wanted to live in New York City, so it was like my really first big step as an adult to move to the city. Um, and that's where I just learned how to you know, dance and hone in my singing skills and acting skills and you know, kind of figure out who I was. Well, I mean, singing and acting is, um, you know, the, like those vocations are usually driven by a lot of kind of passion and inspiration, you know. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. You know, like, can you tell me, well, and our audience a little bit more about kind of those kind of early influences in your life that kind of led you to wanting to even pursue a career yeah. in this area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I mean, I grew up listening to all different types of music. Um, so I have inspirations from David Bowie to Whitney Houston to Beyonce to Michael Jackson. Um, but the reason why I kind of pursued musical theater um, was because I went to go see the Broadway musical Wicked. And uh, it was just cool to see like this green girl on stage and was belting her face off. And I was like, I want to do that. And since that moment that I saw that, it was everything I wanted. And, you know, that's why I pursued it. And, and you made it happen. Made it happen, exactly. Okay. And, like, tell us a little bit more about, like, life in New York City. Life in New York. Life in New York is hectic. Life in New York is kind of scary, but awesome at the same time. Um, you know, when I first moved there, like I said, I'm from a small town in Michigan. So hearing sirens 24 sevens little weird and crazy um so getting used to that getting used to like not having like a walmart that sells everything in one store is very like weird and being like oh i have to go to trader joe's but then also to the bodega but then also to bed bath and beyond like it's really weird like that but the best thing is everything's open 24 7 basically so you're never actually fucked you know <laughs> um I don't know. It's just... Did it ever feel lonely in the big city? Oh, for sure. Like, it's so weird how there's so many people living in one spot that you're basically living on top of each other. But nobody ever but talks to But no one actually talks to yeah. you. Or no one knows who you are. So you kind of just have to... You have to learn to love yourself, which is a hard thing to do, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but I mean, like, I mean, I've gotten to know you very well, obviously, yeah. over the last few months. I hope. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, what, what really stood out to me for sure is that, like, even the fact that you made it work in New York for three years is um, very yeah. admirable because, you know, I'm get, I'll get into it, I'm sure, on future episodes. But, like, last year I spent a lot of time in New York myself. Um, but luckily, we didn't cross paths then. Nope. Um, but, I mean, after three or four months there of the kind of, the fast-paced crazy environment that is you know new york city and um, you know i kind of had to take a break from it if i'm honest i mean there's no doubt about it new york city is one of the most special places in the world and uh, i think the second you see that skyline your heart beats a little faster you know your eyes open a little wider and just you're ready to kind of take on the city and i think it's the only place in the world that kind of has kind of an energy to it that even just just by being there you're kind of pulled out into that energy and you have to kind of you just have to go 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 you like you don't have you don't have the option to slow down and take your time in New York City in my no, opinion no never you can't you just you can't or you're going to be crushed it'll chew you up it'll and spit you, you, you out yeah exactly. absolutely and I mean do you have any funny New York stories over those three oh years? man so many um lots of drunk nights in okay. New York City um so <laughs> I was in college and me and my friends were getting drunk on four locos which if you've never had four locos don't ever do it it's awful it's like rocket fuel it's awful but but on a side note if four locos if you want to sponsor this podcast you know we, we can just quote that Listen, part no so we got super drunk off those and me and my friend decided to go to penn station for no no reason um 
and we oh we wanted Krispy Kreme that's why drunk minds think alike and uh, so we go there and unfortunately it's like 3 a.m. so Krispy Kreme is not open and uh, we're just walking around Penn Station and this weird guy is coming up to us and he's like why don't you come back to our like hotel with us like we'll get you guys some wine and stuff and we legit were going to do it he's like but you have to drive in our car and we were like I don't know man that's sketch right and he's like, fine, here's my address. Get on the subway, meet me there. And we're like, cool, cool, cool. So we get on the subway and we both look at each other and we're like, are you really gonna like go to this guy's house? Like, this is kind of creep, this is sketch. Uh, and we're like, let's go to Coney Island instead. <laughs> so we just go to Coney Island at, mind you, it's still 3 a.m. We get there maybe four because it's about an hour trip because I'm in Manhattan and Coney Island's in like deep Brooklyn. Um, and so we get there and we're drunk and we just sit on the beach and watch the sunrise. And like, it was one of the most amazing things to do to think that you're in like this deep city and you can just go an hour and just sit on a beach and look at the creepy rides behind you that are not working because it's late, but you're seeing this beautiful ocean and watching the sunrise. But did your new friends join you at Coney Island or did you just No, bail? <laughs> it was just bail. We bailed. We were like, nothing. <laughs> Yeah, we went and then we watched the sunrise and we got pancakes and I threw up in their bathroom. And nice. it's one of my favorite moments in New York City. So, really? Yeah, it was really good. It's a good time. And I guess just on the flip side of that, I mean, that sounds amazing. Um, I've never been out to Coney Island, but I'm sure... And you're I've... not missing much, honestly, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, and I, I just think that what I was kind of getting at there was that sounds like a pretty funny, like kind of crazy story yeah. uh, where something that seemed a little sketchy at first turned into something quite enjoyable and quite yeah. a memorable experience but i guess maybe what might even be more relatable than a story like that would be would be why don't you tell us about a time that you struggled a little bit tell about a time that maybe some some few different things didn't go your way and that you you know you felt like maybe the city was about to chew you up and spit you back out and kind of explain okay. how you came through that and, and, you know, and made it to the other side. Sure. Okay. So I graduated AMDA in the spring of 2017. 2017. And so I just signed my lease for my apartment. I'm young and fresh in the city. I don't have a job because my job that I was working at, it was at my college. And now that I've graduated, I obviously don't have that job anymore. Um, so I was kind of in this position where I'm like, how the fuck do I pay my next month's rent on top of auditioning, on top of just trying to eat and live and be happy and normal? And so I was applying to every and any job possible and it just wasn't working out and I was going to all the auditions and yeah like I was getting callbacks and stuff but I would have the callback maybe get through that round go to the next callback and then be just not right to the next girl sitting next to me and get cut but after all of this hard work and you know that's devastating so what were you gonna say sorry I don't know. I was just going to say that that's kind of part of, you know, part of the industry that you're in. Though, yeah, completely. It? Yeah. So, you know, 
uh, luckily, I kind of got out of that situation being dead broke and hungry and sad by, you know, I had a, I had to get rid of all of my, like, what the hell do they call them? Shit. I'm going to forget what they're called now. Like? I've told you this story. Bonds. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I had all of these bonds from as, as a kid and. Luckily, my parents did that for me as much as I was like, $50 that I can't spend right now. Like, why the fuck did you give me this, mom, for my birthday? It came in handy. I got to pay my next month's rent by cashing all of those in and getting through the next month. And luckily from then, I got a couple jobs. <laughs> bad, not bad jobs, but hardworking jobs. I was working out in the cold, you know, every day for nine hours straight with not many breaks or anything, um, with sexual harassment, people hitting on me and stuff. Cause I was in these like Broadway costumes or I was working at a tea shop, which was actually pretty awesome, but it was a stressful work environment or working a retail job at old Navy and all on top of still performing in cabarets and auditioning for all these other shows and performing in actual small venue theaters. Like I never slept and it's a common theme, common theme in New York City, I think. Yeah. Um, and it was wonderful and amazing, but also the most tiring and kind of the most sad I've ever been in my life because I didn't have friends and I didn't have time to even talk to the, on the phone with my family. And yeah, so I mean, I kind of got through it by realizing that this is my passion and this is what I want to do. Um, and hard work paid off. I mean, I got to be on the Tony Awards, which was really awesome and amazing. Um, after, you know, after working really hard, but... Why don't you tell us a bit more about that? I mean, <laughs> uh, so I, luckily, okay, I have to backtrack now. Luckily, okay. um, right af out of college, um, well, in college I did this, uh, kind of our end of year performance and stuff, um, where you show your best work basically and put it into like a musical setting and luckily through that um an agent saw me and decided they liked me enough to want to work with me so right off the bat I had a freelance agent out of college which is a really hard thing to do I'm very fortunate and lucky for that um but this agency that I was working through um they had a lot of people um in their agency through with this Broadway show called uh, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. Um, so it was around the Tony Awards time and they were looking for like background extras and like singers, dancers, whatever. Um, and my agent was like, you really should like, you know, try to get this. I think I could get you a hand in it. Um, you're obviously good enough and talented enough. Um, why don't you try out for it? And I did. And I had to write like an essay on why I wanted to be in it, why it meant a lot to me. Um, and yeah, luckily I got it. And so I got to check off one of my biggest life goals and dreams, you know, not even a year out of college. Um, I got to be on stage performing with Lin-Manuel Miranda looking back up at me or Cynthia Rivo looking back up with me. Like it was just being on stage with Josh Groban. Like, it was the most amazing and magical thing that I think's ever happened to me. And how did your family feel about that? Like when, the, when you were telling them all about <sighs> they it? They were so excited. They were like, 
This is so important and so amazing to you. Now, I wasn't, like, I wasn't a permanent cast in the show, but it gave me the hope and the dream that one day I will be on the stage again as someone, as a full cast member in one of these shows. Or, fuck, I could even be the lead, you know? Um, but, yeah, it was, it was amazing, like... The most amazing thing that could happen and my parents were super proud and everyone in my hometown was actually very proud of me and I was kind of in I was in the papers and things like that um yeah it's great um but I mean like look that sounds incredible and you know there's certain parts of that story that I knew and other parts that I didn't um but I think it is important to share these things uh because you know somebody from a small town in Michigan, you know, makes it, makes it all the way into AMDA, which I'm sure is a very competitive, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, very competitive, I guess, even application process to get in in the first place, but then straight out of AMDA, getting a taste for a success like that, I, I can only assume that it really did kind of give you the motivation and the belief that, you know, that you were on the right path. Yeah, that be completely. Fair? Yeah, off, yes, a hundred percent. And off of that, I worked my ass off and got a couple more callbacks and got to the final rounds of callbacks with you know three, four other shows. Unfortunately, I didn't get them. Whether which way it doesn't matter, but it just gave me the ambition and the proof that I could do something like that. Um, yeah, it was it was a amazing did you get any like great pieces of advice throughout this process or was it just you with your head down kind of making these things you're talking about the tonys or just in general in general what throughout the whole process i mean there's lots of different quotes that i live by like i'm sure other people have heard this but one of the biggest things that stuck with me at amda was if you're late it's unacceptable if you're on time you're late and if you're early then like you are on time. Like, that is the most important thing. And it's something I still, like, live by. I'm never late to anything. Even if I'm on time to things, I feel like shit. Like, so I think that is a big thing of my character that I learned from AMDA. Um, yeah. I, what I've learned from AMDA is to keep your head down and just fucking work. Don't get into the drama. Because there's so much drama in a drama school, let me just tell you. Yeah. Um, and you're only as good as what work you put into it. You can have as much natural talent as you want, but if you're not working every single day towards it, you're shit. It's kind of like the saying, uh, hard, work's, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And what would you say, then I guess after the Tonys, yeah. you know, you're still going to, um, you're still going to those auditions, you're still mm -hmm. working hard, you're working in that tea shop, you're working, you know, promo on the streets. What was it, if anything, that kind of kept you motivated to keep working so hard when it seemed like you were juggling so much at that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was the small victories. Like, throughout all those things, yeah, I wasn't getting the big shows just yet, but I would, I would be in little cabarets. I was in one of the first sold-out shows the first sold out show of this um cabaret called women who march and it was in a women empowerment show that talked about sex and race and love and you know just womanhood and 
it was through this director um producer duo um Burke Artizoni Productions and they've never had a sold out show before yes they've had lots of like good reviews lots of you know people showing up but it was never sold out before and with our show that we did it was first sold out show um in a New York City theater um and it was amazing it's something I'm really passionate about like women hood and empowerment um I'm a huge feminist as you know you know um so yeah small victories like that kept me going knowing that I was good enough to be in a show like that good enough to book this cabaret and get money for that good enough to be in this small production of whatever um and just getting the feedback from auditioning you know I wouldn't just go to a callback and they'd be like I mean of course every actor gets the thank you that's all we need for today and you walk out like (laughs) I just spent 40 hours on this but it's fine it's really fine no like but you don't always get that you always get Sometimes I got like, wow, that was a really great job, Jade. I see something here on your resume that said you were in the Tonys. How was that experience? And just them taking the time to talk to you for an extra 20 seconds means something in the room. And getting those little things kept me going, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, do you have any kind of audition disaster stories? <laughs> yeah so god this is unprofessional okay so um you don't have to name any names or no i won't I, it's about me i'm, okay. I'm a dumbass <laughs> um, it was my birthday my 21st birthday now tell me why i went to an audition on my 21st birthday i don't fucking know but i did but i went to go get brunch before the birthday before the sorry before the audition with my friends and they were like and I was like, I'm not going to drink anything yet. Like, I have an audition, whatever. They're like, no, you'll be fine. You can just have one beer. One beer won't do anything. Um, and I was like, no, I'm guys, like, I'm still really nervous. Because sometimes, like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes nerves and jitters get to me. Uh, but that's with any actor. But, you know, especially with me sometimes. Um, so I was like, I don't think it'll be a good idea. But they kind of pressured me into having one Corona. So I had a Corona with lunch. And I'm a little bit of a lightweight. So, <laughs> anyways, I'm going to this audition and I'm like, fuck, my mouth is dry as hell because beer is drying. <laughs> and as a singer, you should always keep your vocals warm and loose and whatever. So I go into this audition and it was for, it was for a cruise line for Hairspray. And I'm supposed to be like a Ronette or whatever they're called. Um, basically a doo-wop girl. And I have to hit this high, beautiful, crazy note. And I just remember going in there and being like, I'm a little tipsy, so I'm just going to shout the lyrics and not hit all the notes. And it was just, I could feel my face just start sweating and getting beat red during the audition. And I just, I finished like this. Oh, I guess they can't see. But I finished with like my arms up in the air being like, <laughs> uh, and they were like, thanks. That's all they said. And I just, was like, yup, bye. And just walked out of the room. And then I got super drunk because I was like, Wow. Why did I even do that to myself? Like, it was awful. I should have just not went to the audition at all. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Sounds like it went really well. It went so well. <laughs> so don't don't have a beer before you audition. It's not the smartest thing in the world. Well, <laughs> might be good advice. Um, but on the subject, uh, kind of st- saying on a similar, um, saying a similar kind of, um, I guess, subject area, um, do you have any hacks or kind of tips for kind of making it work in New York City? 
making it work in New York City. Yeah. Shop at your local stores. Like, Trader, okay, Trader Joe's is great for, like, bulk items. Like, go get, like, your rice and your, like, fun luxury things that you need there. Because it's cheap and it's really good food. Go to Trader Joe's. But, like, for your local produce and just, like, small little things, go to your, like, local bodegas. Go to your local, like, home kind of stores there. That's the best shit. I, <laughs> I used to get four avocados. Now, we all know how much avocados are they're expensive as hell but i used to get four avocados for 50 cents each at my local bodega nice in fucking insane right um also people say that manhattan's expensive and yes it is but like look for the like up and coming cool hip spots to live like i lived in the heights washington heights and shout out washington heights shout out washington heights what's up wahi um it's great there like it's Largely a Dominican um, community, which is really awesome. You mean you get really good fucking food. Like, yo. Um, they're super nice and friendly over there. That's actually one of, like, the second lowest... I think it's the second lowest crime rate, actually, in Manhattan, which is insane. Um, and it's relatively inexpensive for Manhattan. Like, I was living there with three roommates in a three-bedroom for seven fifty a month. That's still a lot of money, but compared to... 1,600 for a studio apartment, like, it's good. Like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so look for, like, cool up-and-coming spots. Fucking bagels are great. They're pretty cheap if you need, like, a quick meal. (laughs) Go to the fucking halal carts. I'm telling you, they're good, dude. I love them. Um, take time for yourself. Find your favorite spot in New York City. And try to go as much as possible. Well, I, I'm a creature of habit, so that definitely resonates with me. Um, you, you're well aware of this. I've yeah. been having the same breakfast at the same breakfast spot pretty much every day for yeah. the last few months. So like, that totally makes sense to me. I mean, it look, from what you've told us so far, it's quite clear that you're a very passionate, very hardworking, very talented and creative person. Yeah, dude. But putting all that to one side, what else, if, if you could capture kind of in a few sentences, the other parts of your personality, the other things that make you who you are. I'm going to go deep here. Yeah. What would be, if you had to take out kind of music and dance and performance, and that was just put in a completely separate box, what about you as a person would you want the world to know? Outside of your talents. Um, that I'm loyal. I'm a very loyal human. Um, I care more than I should. Uh, I'll do anything for anyone even if they hurt me, which is maybe not a good quality, but, like, I don't know. I just care a lot about people and humans. Um, it's fair to say that family is quite important to you as well, though, isn't it? My immediate family mm-hmm. is very important to me. Although I'm very independent, and I've always have been, I know when to check in, and I know when to be there for my family, Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do I go really deep? As deep as you want to go. Oh God. Well, I'm. I'm not straight. Is that a good one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. pansexual. Okay. So tell for the audience members who may not know what that means. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Um. So it basically means you can love someone, no matter what is down there, whatever their genitalia is, um, whether that be a, a boy, a girl, a transgendered boy or girl, a non-binary person, it's not, you know, not in love with pans, that's not a real thing, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just basically you're in love with humans, and if they have a kind soul and a kind heart, it doesn't really matter, um, hearts not parts is the best way to, like, Okay, uh, and I mean, from obviously, then it would be fair to say that that these kind of subjects and these kind of topics are are things that you hold dear. Oh yeah, you... I'm a huge advocate for LGBTQ plus like people, um, women. I'm really big into like, as I said before, I'm a huge feminist. I love to speak my mind. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm really into giving back um, and helping out whenever I can um, because I know how it feels to be alone and like sad and I want to make sure other if I can help other people not feel alone and not sad why wouldn't I yeah and it comes back to kind of what we've talked about in the past about always being kind because you never know what somebody could be going through in that particular moment you know that it doesn't hurt to throw somebody a smile or you know just you know say hi you know um do i keep going yeah (laughs) i'm very awkward (laughs) yeah i'm such an awkward human like um but i think i'm kind of funny a little bit funny um but this is something that you've embraced, at least in the time that I've gotten to know you. It's like the idea of kind of being a weirdo and being proud of it. Oh, so yeah. I just like, you can't be what I've been in my life without being a little bit of a weirdo. Like, yeah, I like weird things and that's okay that I like weird things and I'm a weird creature. I think it's it's about kind of embracing who you are and, and you know, exactly. and being okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Um... I don't know. Again, do I go super deep? <laughs> you can go as deep as you want, or we can move on to the next question. It's all. It's all. It's up to you. I don't know. Um. Oh, mental health awareness is a super big thing for me. Uh, I was a pu- person, person, as a person who uh, deals with um, a couple of mental health issues like anxiety, depression, body issues. Uh, I like being an advocate about it and being open about it. So, yeah. There's that too. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I think that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start this podcast is to not only have kind of conversations around the things that we find interesting at that at any given time, but also to give a platform to the topics um, that are kind of near and dear to our hearts. And yeah. um, this is day one. So. <laughs> yeah, it's gone real well. <laughs> <laughs> but... But equally, there will be we we do plan to record a number of episodes, kind of talking about some of these topics in more detail. I guess you know, from I honestly, 
I like I'm sitting here right now, you know, having this conversation with you. Some things, like I said, I know some things I haven't heard before, and um, I'm kind of from my point of view. You know, I think it's important that people have these conversations. I think podcasts, for example, are like are a great th- reason, even just to sit down and kind of almost force yourself to have a conversation like this with people like just tell me about yourself tell me something i don't know tell me something that is important to you tell me tell me about the a big win that you've experienced all those things like what when do you have those conversations with people because at the end exactly like i mean at the end of the day we're you know we're we're living in a society that's more fast-paced than it's ever been that like you know, between trying to work hard and, and perform in, in a professional sense to, you know, trying to balance out your personal life and, and making time for yourself and your own mental health and just balancing it all out. It's it's a very um it's a very delicate balancing act, you yeah, know? Yeah. And um I guess just from it just out of curiosity, how do you think you go about you know keeping those things balanced and kind of I guess making time for the things that are important to you making time for things that are important to me um well I think at least an hour of self-care a day is a good way to keep myself grounded Uh um so I have to sing at least for an hour a day to feel sane okay that's the thing I do um I mean, other things to keep myself grounded. Uh, I like to make lists on my phone and, like, <laughs> uh, get through those within the day. Mm-hmm. Um, daily check-ins with whether it be you, whether it be my family. Being like, this is what I'm doing today, right? Cool. Great. That's what I'm doing today. I know you you see me do that a lot. Um, yeah, just little things like keeping yourself organized is really important keeping a new thing for me is keeping my space like super clean uh I'm not like crazy but like I just think having like a nice clear space keeps my brain clear um so if that's if your brain feels kind of fuzzy maybe try that a little bit I don't know little things like that it's like uh what's that uh the something like the magical power of tidying up or the what is that what's that if any of the listeners actually can remember the name of that book, just drop us a message. I can't think of it at, yeah. at, off the top of my head, but it's essentially it's a book around essentially how tidying up and creating that clean space and decluttering mm-hmm. that space actually helps you declutter your life. Right. So you, you believe Well, that. yeah, and it's like this new thing of, you know, we live together and... <laughs> weird (laughs) um but like I'm so used to being alone like for three years of my life I lived in New York City essentially by my like alone by myself because like I had friends but again like I was telling you before I was busy just doing my shit so now like having a human to come home to every day and like share a space I think it's so nice to have our space be clear because I want to just focus on myself and my, you you know what I mean yeah and having a fuzzy head during that sucks you know yeah yeah and I mean so for yeah look all of that makes perfect sense and I hope for those of you still listening uh thank you by the way oh god um, <laughs> 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 I'm not that boring no <laughs> 
for those of you still listening, uh, I'm sh- I'm sure you probably pulled some gems, some words of wisdom out of that because I think there was some very good points made. Um, I guess to come at things from a slightly different angle, just kind of veer the conversation in a different yeah. direction. Tell me one thing that you're really excited about in your life right now. Right now. Right now. I'm excited about, I mean, I just moved here. So I'm super excited to see, like, where my life is going to fucking head in the next month, in the next two months, in the next six months. Like, I don't know. Day by day. I don't fucking know what's going on. Yeah. All I know is I'm I'm excited about my album that I'm working on, Um, kind of going a different path in music right now which is kind of exciting something i've always wanted to do also i'm working on you know making a youtube channel and kind of documenting my transition to not even just like a different state but a different fucking country like what the hell um yeah i'm excited about seeing where we go you know yeah yeah i'm just the endless possibilities i guess it's a new start it's like a whole new thing absolutely and and i guess you know from from my point of view you know i feel in the same way i think that like people sometimes can get caught up in kind of i guess just keeping everything above water and you know you know going to work making these things happen paying your bills trying to keep everything to you know just keep it all together and i think time can pass by and before you know it it's like five years have gone by and you're in the same job doing the same thing yeah. and 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 nothing's really changed right and i guess the pretty amazing thing to me is just like kind of this whole situation like a five-day trip turning into a one-way ticket you know yeah. and just kind of shows it, it's proof that a couple of definitive decisions can really just like give you an entirely different life that you know you could be still in New York City, you know, working in the tea shop, you know, hustling, running around the city. Um, but instead, what you chose to do is, well, first of all, you made a big <laughs> investment in us and our relationship. And I really appreciate that. And, and you know, I'm, I'm thankful every day that, you know, you're here and you're happy to be here. Um, not to get too, like, oh. emotional on, oh, on wow. episode so one, sappy. you know, <laughs> but... The other part of it, too, is that you've backed yourself. You've basically said, well, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I know that I have talents and that I have the right people and the right support network here to lift me up and motivate me and keep me, like, pushing forward. Excuse me. And I think you've that t- making that decision, like, backing yourself above all else is something that like I think is very admirable and it's very kind of inspiring I'm sure to anybody listening to have essentially uprooted your life and just you know taken a chance on this because there's so many people listening I'm sure who would love to have the courage to have done exactly what you have done and what we're continuing to do on a daily basis so I just wanted to acknowledge you for that oh thanks babe (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate that. Making me feel good. All right. <laughs> well, you know, look, guys, um, I think that's about it for, for today. Um, well, Jade, I mean, thank first of all, thank you very much for being so open. Oh, you're welcome. Um, you know, sharing a little bit about your story. 
Uh, is there anything that we haven't touched on today that you'd like the audience to know? Um, no, no, man. Okay. I mean, they'll see it with like coming episodes. Okay, yeah, right? so, yeah. We've got we've got like forty episodes plans for you such guys. Such a bad answer. I should have been like, yeah. <laughs> There's so many things. No, look, it's look. As we said, guys, it's our episode one of many more to come. I'm sure. Follow me on instagram oh yeah so well <laughs> yeah so i mean you gotta always plug your shit yeah. so i mean if you want to take the time where you could have been imparting words of wisdom or like one last little <laughs> lord you want to take that time to to you know plug your shit go for it just go for it follow me on instagram at jade renee with two e's 96 yeah that's it on instagram yeah yeah and uh just live your best life queens that's that's my <laughs> word of wisdom right there super deep yeah and, and while you're at it guys make sure you follow me on on instagram too it's brian evers so just b-r-i-o-n-e-v-e-r-s if you follow the week the weekly dmc pod uh, weekly dmc pod on instagram you'll see it all linked up there as well we'll throw a few links in the description of this episode and mm-hmm. um, you know if anything that we talked about this week and um, like truly resonated with you and you wanted to kind of yeah. give us some feedback we're always going to be open to that because at the end of the day and um, you know if we're not actively looking for that feedback and engagement from you guys what's the point in doing this Very at all true. so please let us know what you think we're open to any suggestions. Do you, Tell do me you, how much of a dumbass I am. I'm cool with that too. <laughs> <laughs> if you like the interview format, if you think we should be sticking to specific topics, anything like that. Look, as I keep saying, this is episode one of many more to come. So, you know, we're just going to try a few different things, see, see how it goes. But we're so excited to start this journey with yeah. you. Can't wait to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening and... uh, Can't wait to get you back next week. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So same time next week, guys, Sunday evening. um, It's about 10 p.m. Irish time. So we'll try and keep it to a regular schedule. Uh, Again, reach out to us on Instagram. Send us a DM. We'll be posting a lot more. You'll see a lot more in our feeds coming up. So just feel free to reach out to us. We're always going to reply. We're always going to get back to you and uh, we'll check in with, in with you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.